Hey, listeners, uh, today, Ellie and I, we talk about NBA playoffs, which oh, has yeah. been very exciting so hot. far. Hot. Coming in hot. And we, we discuss critical race theory, which yeah. is could be an, an entire episode all in itself, but we, just, we touch on it. Yeah. We'll probably, we'll probably revisit in the in the near future. Yeah, we had to rein it in, but it was good. We liked it. It was good. Yeah, yeah. we had some hot takes. And we also talked about uh, California reopening. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. The, oh, it's, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, tomorrow. You're right. Yeah, yeah tomorrow. And then the last thing we touched on was a, a very special poem to me that I put on to uh, Elliot as well. A catalog of Unabashed Gratitude by Roske and Boney Bear. So, very good stuff. Yeah, fun episode. We hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, let us know. Hit us up in the comments again. And at the same time, progressive. Welcome to the Folding Towels Podcast. no way they actually talk about folding towels ready okay all right everybody welcome back to folding towels podcast uh this is elliot oh and and elliot thanks thanks for listening everyone yeah yeah welcome back um we're excited to be back here we got some a couple of good things uh a couple of good things a couple of tough things to talk about tonight today um this should be monday morning the start of a new week right before yeah. the world opens up so uh, we yeah. do touch on that in a little bit so what's the first thing we were gonna actually how are you well you know Elliot, i'm doing well doing well it's been a it's been a good productive week and uh you know uh looking forward to this coming week there's gonna be a graduation sophia is gonna be oh. transitioning from fifth grade to my sixth grade god no oh my and god then, so old Oh man! So yeah, last day of school is Wednesday. Okay. Then they'll be out of school, so it's uh, we're fully transitioning into the old summertime. Okay. Okay. So a lot of beach good. days. A lot of beach days. Yeah. They 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 went on Saturday, I think. Nice. Yeah, they went yesterday. So you know. Cool. Good time. Good time. Yeah. Very cool. Um, it's How gonna be you? a it's gonna be I'm good, but it's gonna be 109 here in a few days. A hundred and what? A hundred and nine here in Sacramento. So uh, oh, I man. don't know if you want to just like come up for a little while and just enjoy the uh, the hellscape I, that is uh, Sacramento it, in June. I, I've been spoiled. I've been spoiled, man, because it was hot here the other day. You don't know what, what degrees it was? 81. I think it got it to 84 and I was like, <laughs> gosh, this is unacceptable business here you, you, you started to call your congressperson be like what's going on here what yeah, is, we have this to- is this is global warming like i've never seen it you know <laughs> oh man yeah. 109 yeah. jesus yeah Christ. so that- and i do have a couple weddings outdoor weddings during this so i'm gonna be sweating like a uh like someone who sweats a whole lot which that's yeah me, so yeah I, I i hey i don't miss that elliot no that heat that's no. crazy i don't yeah. miss that heat but uh, all right, let's jump right in it because one yeah. of the things that we that there's been a lot of talk. I mean, I've heard NPR talk about it, uh, Mark Lamont Hill and Amber Ruffin, and I mean just about everything. I think Fox News has a huge heart on for this. Um, they're, they're, they're passing laws about it already. Yeah. Like so, it's, it's called critical race theory. Is uh, yes. is is this thing? Uh, and and it's really 
let's play, I want to play the clip of Amber Ruffin right now. And she goes into what it is and she adds her layer of humor, which is great, um, but it also gives kind of a primer of what it is. So here she goes. Now lately, there's yeah. been a phrase that news organizations have been throwing around a lot. Critical race theory. Everyone is saying it, but no one seems to be able to agree on what it is. Now, how did we get to a point where everyone is saying a phrase they can't even define? Let's find out in a segment called, How Did We Get Here? In the past few weeks, several state legislatures have introduced bills banning critical race theory. They've done it in Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and a bunch of other states where you can buy Confederate flags at gas stations. But the thing is, while some Americans are furious about critical race theory, a lot of people don't even know what it is. And I don't blame them. Critical race theory sounds like the subtitle of a book called Mario Kart for Dummies. First, I'm gonna pick up speed, then I'm gonna throw some nanas, then I'm gonna get some coins, and that is my critical race theory. Now, in order to talk about critical race theory, we're gonna start with something called the 1619 Project. The 1619 Project is an extraordinary Pulitzer Prize winning work of journalism, conceived of by a reporter named Nicole Hannah-Jones. It was released to commemorate the 400th anniversary of the arrival of enslaved Africans in the colonies that would become America. That's right. The first anniversary is paper, the fifth is wood, and the 400th is well-researched and award-winning journalism. Get to work, husbands. One of the reasons the 1619 Project has been so controversial is that it proposes that we should talk a lot more about the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black people when we talk about the foundations of our country, which of course means acknowledging that racism permeates our history. Because the fact is right now, kids aren't learning the realities of our history. In 2018, only 8% of U.S. high school seniors could identify slavery as the central cause of the Civil War. And that is horrifying. That's like only 8% of kids knowing you can make a volcano with Mentos and Diet Coke. They're both basic facts. Now, the good news is that about two-thirds of students do seem to know that the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves, except, and here's the thing, it absolutely did not do that. That required a whole constitutional amendment, which wasn't even ratified till after Abraham Lincoln died in a horrible boating accident. All the 1619 Project was supposed to do is help teach students about the role slavery has played in American history. Now, some people claim that's rewriting history, and maybe it is, but shouldn't we revise things when we get better information? We used to prescribe cocaine for toothaches. Now we know better, and it's mostly used so that Former lacrosse players can talk about crypto for seven hours straight. Yeah, you gotta have Bitcoin, bro. The point is, as we learn more, of course we should adjust what we're teaching. In some parts of the country, if students learn black history at all, they learn that most masters treated their slaves kindly or slaves were given the opportunity to become Christians instead of remaining heathen or that slaves got to eat all the barbecue Pringles they wanted. All of those things are equal parts bullshit, but the first two are actual quotes from a textbook that was used in South Carolina for 130 years, which is probably why their current senator thinks that racism doesn't exist. He thinks it disappeared right around when Daniel Boone killed all the dinosaurs. Now, 
This would be a great time for me to tell you what we need to do to improve our national history curriculum, but here's the thing. We don't have a national history curriculum. Every state sets its own teaching standards. Think of school curriculums like state mottos. Every state has a different one, and some of them are batshit crazy. Oregon's state motto is, she flies with her own wings. Uh, that's not a motto. That's a tagline for a cicada biopic. The fact is, most states don't mandate a specific amount of black history at all, which is why most white people only know about Harriet Tubman, Martin Luther King, and Barack Obama. Even worse, 20% of them think that that's Destiny's Child. If only there were some kind of, say, prize-winning black history curriculum developed by some of the greatest scholars in the country, I'm sure that Americans would welcome it with open arms. And by arms, I mean guns, because it turns out there are a lot of white people who really don't want to learn the truth about America. And that finally brings us back to critical race theory, which is just a way of examining society and history without pretending that racism doesn't exist. Racism is part of our past and our present. It's been with us for 400 years. You can't squash it into two sentences in a textbook between the Civil War and the Roaring Twenties. You shouldn't fix history to make you feel better. Learning about slavery feels awful, too bad. Try living with its repercussions while white people tell you there weren't any. Also, it should make you feel bad. It should make you feel so bad that you make sure nothing like it ever happens again. Critical race theory gives us the tools to examine our history in an open and honest way and to fix the parts of our educational system that aren't doing that. But my theory is that some white people don't want to change our education system because it benefits them. They literally were able to become congressmen and senators and people who make laws about American history without actually knowing American history. Or maybe they're afraid that we might start treating white people like white people treat us. Maybe they don't even know they've been learning the white version of history this whole time. Anyway, that's my theory. And if it's not accurate, my theory about race will fall apart as soon as someone critically examines it. If only there was a way to do that, but I guess that's how we got here. Okay, there it was, there it was, she did it. Marvelous, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's a great piece. And, you know, I think it helps to add the layer of humor on, right, because yeah. of how truthfully ridiculous it is because if you i mean you it's simple i don't know but it's anyway, heinous like, it's it's heinous that that people would um would find a way to just make this out to be something so nefarious and and like lies and yeah uh, filling our kids heads with these non-truths and to make them hate america elliot i don't know if i told you this or not but sophia recently had a project uh the american <laughs> revolution where they acted out, they had, they had um, uh, you know, everyone got to be like a character, right? So there was like, you know, George Washington and like Paul Revere and all these mm -hmm. types of people, right? And, you know, fighting for American freedom from- The British, uh, from, the British. From the British, right? And, you know, I told Soph when we were walking home from school after the thing, you know, she dressed up in her, in her thing with like the, the, the funny hat and everything. I said, you know, so it's funny that they're, you know, they're fighting over, you know, freedom to not be taxed and all this stuff like that. But all the while, all these people, Thomas Jefferson and George, they own slaves. You know, so I like, I, of course, you know, I, I let my daughters know oh, yeah. what, what's really going on, right? And um, 
it's just interesting that they just glaze over it in yeah. school. Like she's in fifth grade. Yeah. And I can totally see how people can get to high school and not really understand or know what's going on. And, I, and, and to the point where I think that they would, that kids and people can talk themselves into, well, I remember learning about the American Revolution. I don't remember them talking about slaves. So I so bet, I, no, no. So I bet they had slaves way before that. And it wasn't even during that time. That time was all about um, liberties and fighting freedom. for freedom and religion and, and you yeah. know, building this great nation of ours. They didn't talk about slavery. So it can't, it can't be that it way. Could, it couldn't have been then. Yeah, yeah. it couldn't have been happening yeah. then. And it's like, they weren't they it was and they just weren't talking about black people yeah yeah you know straight up like they it's like weren't. black people were certainly there <laughs> they were there they, they built were there. the white house yeah. they were there yeah uh, yeah but you know it, it's just and it's crazy to me that you know that you're putting that you're putting into law now that public schools cannot really just teach the truth of american history right mm -hmm. and not even not even teach the truth because it's like a, a what is it a lie of omission like when you yeah. when you um yeah, just, just when, leave it out when you're yeah. kind of leaving something out conveniently to, to 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 tell a story that you want that's like the lie of omission right so it's yeah. not that they uh haven't been they haven't lied about slavery they just have completely left it out and pretended it, it, it wasn't a thing and it's no yeah. longer a thing yeah and and as we know to this day uh, and more than likely, it, though not more than likely, it definitely has had an effect on the entire country all the way up to, the, to this day. Because of yeah. whatever happened after slavery, you know, then going into segre you know, segregation and the whole thing, three-fifths of the person, you can't vote. Mm -hmm. And the list goes on and on. You can't live here. You can't do this. You can't do that. All because, all because you're Black. Yeah. That part is like just totally left out. Yeah. And it's, it sounded like what uh, the critical race theory wants to teach is it wants to give people um, facts and historical uh, context of why um, there are so many black people in jail, why black people earn so much less than white people, than most other nationalities. Why do black people have certain situations as they are why is there certain stigmas that they have upon them that you know they're not from here when they came here with the start of our nation and right. so if if people just look at black certain black people nowadays and be like well why is it that they just don't get a job why is it that they yeah. are on welfare why is it that well this would help explain a whole lot of that uh it probably it'd make it crystal freaking yeah. clear yeah. Uh, as to what's what's happened and why and why it's happened you know there's yeah. there's a reason why you know the uh, america's ghettos have always been you know back since whenever right the the ghetto right like mm -hmm. there's a reason why yeah that uh you know it's like okay well in hey you know this i mean you know you take florida they they, they weren't allowed to buy anything here in this part of town, mm -hmm. period. They weren't allowed, it was a law that they could not do it. Yeah. And then the city, no one, you know, like they helped over here, they paved the road, they made it all nice. And, you know, over here in Palm Beach, 
in West Palm Beach, but over yeah. here they just they just neglected and who cares? And you, you, then you know here we are present day, and you go, wow, like what, what's their problem? And it's, yeah, it's it's like, or it's like uh, you know, well, why don't they just vote differently? Well, you know, we uh, we were able to lock up a lot of black people, and then we were um, because of certain laws that we were able to uh, hold yeah. to some people. Um, and yeah. then we were able to take away voting rights and then yeah. blame them for it. Um, yeah, we were we caught him jaywalking, so now he can't vote. He doesn't have a voice now. Something to that effect, yeah. Um, yeah. And it was funny because uh, Mark Lamont Hill talked to um, one of the main like uh, flag bearers of like um, against the critical race theory. His name was Christopher Rufo, and he was. Uh, and he, this quote was: "He's a primary advocate for calling for its banning of the teaching of this critical race theory," and. Um, he he feels that because he's gotten things banned, he said we have protected millions from state-sanctioned racism. So he went so far to think that critical race theory is is literally forcing teachers to teach racism against white people. Against white people. And, and so I mean, there's so many problems with that. We could totally talk about that. If you have any thoughts about that, I'd love to hear it. But that's 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 from one of the main people against the theory. And if that's not just racism, if that's I mean, just not white power, what like, would it what, be called? What, what could it be? Because it's just, it, it's, it's almost, it's laughable. And like, you know, why do you think people are so pissed off? And, you know, why are people so upset about the whole scenario? It's because you would turn around as a person, a politician or whatever in your position and say, well, we no, we can't teach that. That would be racist. Yeah. Even though it's 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 it's, it's researched, um, Pulitzer Prize it's winning. It's documented. Right? It's documented. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The sixteen nineteen project. It's it's a it's a yeah. And and the whole it's it's documented that yeah. oh you know because you're because you have any kind of you know African blood in your body, you're three fifths of a person. It's, it was, you know, documented that you couldn't buy here. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do this because. Lawfully. Lawfully. They don't want to teach you that because that would be racist. Yeah. That makes me sick to my stomach, Elliot. Like, don't tell me about the Tulsa race massacre because uh, I might feel like uh, white people did a bad thing. Mm -hmm. They did a bad thing. They did Straight a bad up. thing. It's been covered up forever. Yeah, like, teach, like teach people about it. They, where, where they let like, people know. treat people like like they're functioning human beings in this society. They right. need this information and they can process it how they will. It doesn't make right. any, it doesn't make our, na our nation any better if we're just able to lie about things over and over and over and over again and sweep things under the rug, and yeah. then and then when we tell people the truth, then let them get away with saying, "Well, don't you know? Don't tell me the truth." Yeah, that's not okay. No, no, we don't. No, we don't want to hear that. Now, I, you know, on the flip side, I do see like if they were teaching this in school, right? They're teaching. They're teaching the critical. They're, they're, your teacher, like all of a sudden, the teachers have um, they have to have a come to Jesus moment, right? Because how are they going to teach it? Are they going to be like Malcolm X's teacher? Mm -hmm. You know, the teacher that he thought that he thought he liked, right? Um, are they going to be like? Are they going to be like that? And how are they going to present it, right? And secondly, on top of that, I can see a lot of fights behind the cubicles because some idiot 
kid in the classroom will make comments, do different, you know, say different things and, you know, just start, start a fight, you know, because they're learning about this is what happened. Yeah. But at the same time, there's always going to be a bunch of, a bunch of, a bunch of kids, a bunch of white kids that are going to go, wow, that is wrong. And now we're going to start to act to fight that, to stop all that. Yeah. Like we're seeing, you know, kind of like what we saw, like, you know, last year during a lot of the protests and things like that, like mm-hmm. white people seem to be getting more and more on board. Yeah. Right. And, you know, that's going to be, you know, to me, that's going to that's gonna be like the hurdle you have to get over. Like yeah. at the school where there's like, the, you know, uh, that there's like 18 black kids at the school. Right. And there, there's two of them in the history class that are teaching it. You know, some kid named Chet is going to say some, you know, is going to be, you know, oh, I don't believe any of this. This is all crap. My, yeah. my parents, my parents say this is bull, you know, it's yeah. all bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then the teacher's going to have to be like, well, this is, I mean, you understand that there was slavery, right? Well, yeah. You understand there was segregation? Well, yeah. You understand that, you know, they weren't allowed to vote? Yeah. So how can, you know, you don't yeah. understand that, you know, uh, and then, you know. Yeah. And then that's, I, I can see it, but and, hey. And also this is all um, so fucked up to talk about. Like yeah. it's, it's fucked up. It's yeah. so bad. So, you know, like you said, when you start to uh, open that door and like almost in a sense, like have to start talking about it, have to like, if like, God forbid, make it part of the curriculum. Right. Like, right. you know, right. the, I mean, that's, that's me being silly, but um then it would open up the the thoughts to um, betrayal. How do people feel when they've been lied to or betrayed? I think that's almost right. like one of the worst feelings that I ever have. If I right. feel like somebody has like lied to me. So all of a sudden I would be, you know what, in like honors uh, history. And then all of a sudden- Not, not, not even honors, Elliot. This is, we're talking like seventh grade social well, studies. Well, so, and so here's the deal. So I want to run the clip of Mark Lamont Hill uh, talking about, um, this was the end of one of his- um, conversations he had with Representative Vernon Jones of Georgia, and uh, it got real heated. I won't play the whole thing, but at the very end of this, you can hear in his voice how passionate he is about it, and how he talked um, specifically about what critical race theory is. And uh, so I'll run that right now. Critical, so, 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 did you write it? Did you write it? You the expert? Did you write it? Okay. So, what makes you an expert? What so makes you an expert? What makes me an expert? What makes me an expert yeah. is that for the last 15 years, yeah. I've been a trained scholar with an Ivy League PhD who has written and studied race. What makes me Where's an expert experience? is that I have lectured widely around the world on critical dollar. race theory. PhDs come a dime a dozen. So, so, so because you have a PhD, you're an expert. But what county? No, I, I don't actually. So, so, what yeah, actually, 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 actually you know a PhD about? does make you an expert. Actually, don't pull that PhD. Actually, sir, what it says is that I, I, you walk around like you got a PhD, but you know what? You're you're just as dumb as two oh. left shoes because because you're a PhD. Oh, whoa, 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 Yo, y'all, y'all, y'all gotta mute his mic. Y'all gotta mute his mic. Y'all got y'all got y'all gotta mute his mic. This is what I'm saying. If you, if you talk over me, call me, we're not gonna name call on the show. I have not name called you, sir. You have come on the show. You're a black Republican. I have not called you a name. I've not called you Uncle Tom. I've not called you a handkerchief head. I've not called you a sambo. I've not called you a, a, a shine. I've not called you a ham bone. I haven't done any of that. So you're not gonna come on my show and call me dumb. What I will tell you is that critical race theory is the theory that actually emerged out of critical legal studies. It is a theory that makes an attempt to understand the law through the lens of race, and it's founded on some fundamental presumptions. One is the intractability 
of race and racism, meaning that it's, a ra it's an intractable problem in America, and that we have to use the lens of race to make sense of things. It also is based on uh, the use of counter stories. Listening to the, as Derek Bell, the critical race scholar, said, the voice is at the bottom of the well to make sense of the world and to make sense of, of, of the law. These are two big theories, two big pillars of it. And so what we want to do, if you want to ban it, you have to explain to me why. But the problem is, all these Republicans, all of these scholars, they, uh, excuse me, all of these Republicans, all of these non-scholars, they say, I'm going to ban critical race theory, and they can't answer it. And then he says, well, if you can't answer it, then you must not know what it is. It's like on some like he who smelt it, dealt it kind of logic. The fact of the matter is he can't define it because he don't know what it is. They look for things to ban, to signal to white people, hey, I got your back. They ban things that aren't even an issue. There is no public school teacher in America who is attempting to there is no public school teacher who is attempting to put critical race theory in schools. Critical race theory isn't even taught in high school. It's not even really taught in college. It is taught in law school, and it has increasingly been taught in graduate school because it is a set of theories and understandings to make sense of our lived realities through the law and through everyday life. Those are the things we should be talking about. So if you want to be a black Republican, your first day in office as governor, which you ain't going to be because you ain't going to beat Stacey Abrams as a black Republican. You're only in the line because the line is short. But if you want to do this... Your first thing, not to ban bullying, not, not, not to try and do something against the violence in LGBT students, not to do something about the gap in, in resources. You, instead, you're going to ba ban a theory that nobody's trying to bring in in the first place. That is a smoke signal to white America and really to white racists. And, and so you could clearly hear there, he talked about um, how this isn't something that has been suggested to be taught in anything K through 12. He said this is taught in law schools, uh, graduate schools, and, and in, in even further uh, down the line of education. And it's, so it's, it's for people to get on their soapbox and then be like, I'm going to ban it from schools. It's like, it's not being taught. It's not even being suggested to be taught yet. It's, uh -huh. just, it's just like, let's start talking about whether or not we should start teaching these things. Because yeah. I think uh, certain people... Uh, a lot of white supremacists have, have who are hold a great deal of power in our nation's, um, you know, judicial legislation system. Everywhere. Are so still, quick. Are yeah. St oh yeah. Oh yeah. And probably will be for the next sixteen to twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. They like, are you know, they, there, yeah. Yeah. Right, they are right. up there. Up there, able to say like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be banning this. I, I have your back, white America, about your history. It's yeah. Like, it's like there. You can't even start to suggest these things that this is right. maybe what we should talk about before it gets banned right <laughs> i mean i mean like you you take, take a step back and look you don't think it's weird that the entire political system the entire from governors mayors you know the senate the house all of them democratic or republican green party whatever right mm -hmm. You don't think that's just weird that like it's like 97% white people? Like you don't think that's just odd with yeah. our country the way the makeup overall of our country is? You don't think that's just weird? Yeah. White person, you don't think that that's just kind of, huh, that's weird. Like, yeah, that, like have people had to ever, like I feel like so many white people can live their, even me, I can live my daily life and see very, I, and like, if I make the choices that I make, if I shop certain places, if I um, vi if I watch certain television, if I um, look at my, if I have um, curated my Instagram feed 
or Facebook feed to certain things. If I watch certain YouTube channels, um, certain advertisers are targeted at me. I can live a very white life. I can, yeah. I, I can, I can, I can send my kids to white schools. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and I could go on this whole life and just be like, what's the problem? Yeah. What is the problem? And that is, Elliot, that is like 80% of our country. I would say, I mean, I don't know the exact percentage, but I'm sure. And, you know, and uh, black people and other people of color don't have that option. No. no. They, just, they, they don't. They cannot. They do not have that option. They don't have the option to see, okay, well, you know, like, you have to actively seek it out and find, like, you know, if, if, you didn't, if, you, if you didn't have Netflix or, you know, whatever, like, you have to find it. And if you're a white person, you can definitely, definitely... 110% keep your kid away from seeing anything, knowing anything that, like, oh, they might have seen a magazine that when they were walking by one day, you know? Or, or you get, um, you drive by certain neighborhoods where there's a lot of black homeless people. Yeah. Okay. Or you drive, or you, um, your children listen to some rap music and that's how they know black people. They've watched the NBA yeah. playoffs, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's, there's their black people. So right. and, and that's how they connect them. Like that's, you, you know, and it's like. And so then maybe the critical race theory would maybe start to give people an idea, maybe an educated background is, well, why do we have so many black homeless people? Why right. do we have so many black people that, um, you know, uh, uh, despondent and maybe uh, drugs and prison and that yeah. whole thing? Why, why yeah. is that? Why, why do they make so much? Yeah. Like that would be like it would, hey, let's it have would a conversation be, about it. And here's some be, uh, uh, researched information and historical context for you. It'd be a telltale, right? It'd be like, oh, well, that, you know, that kind of makes sense. And I, I think I, I don't know if he um, in the text, but I like you. I, I likened it to the movie with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy trading places. Trading places, yes, because. That's exactly what it would be. If you do that to any, any human being in that way, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. That's how it's going to work, you know, no matter, no matter what, because that's, that's what a human being does and would do. And it's just crazy that, like, like you said, that they are already putting, voting and uh, winning le legislature that is banning the teaching of this and like, so you got a public, like my kids are in public school and they're not, they aren't gonna get that education. They're getting it from, from me, from letting them know, like when we're watching a movie or just, you know, whatever, they're getting it from me. And most families aren't. No, no. Just, they just and, aren't. And, and then even taking it further, they're getting white people in their life telling them that it's, they not only don't want them to do it, that it's lies, that it's, it's, a, a, big that it's a sham, it's not yeah. a big deal, it's not important for our nation today. Um, and you should actively like avoid it. Yeah, yeah. Like they're probably their, their parents, their uh, pastors or preachers, obviously their legislators are, yeah. are saying, are making such a big deal, like, this is all a lie and it's not important. And it's, yeah, don't, and if, and if they try to tell you, if someone tried to tell you, then you can't, 
be around that person because they're they're they don't have the right they don't have the right mindset going on. And they're they're gonna lie to you about our nation and, yeah. and our, our our white our white pride. Yeah, we love the Indians. We love them. That's why we have Thanksgiving because everything was so cool. And I got a, nice. I got I got a hand turkey for you. <laughs> yeah. She got a nice, the, yeah, got the nice marble ham. Yeah. Mm. Glazed ham. Just juices running down my face. Yeah, just mashed potatoes and like, you know, the natives, they brought all that. Uh, they brought some of the stuff because we were just having a jolly good time. You know, it's like, it's like they brought some of the stuff, but no, we, we brought most of the stuff, though. We but brought it, oh, most uh, of the stuff. Yeah, we brought I mean, it with we, us. we invited them to. And they were okay with it, like, you know. To the dinner, like, yeah. Yeah, and they, and no one, you know, no one died. That not that many people died. Yeah, it's like, is that how it really went? Yes. Yes. Let now let's let's go ahead and talk about uh science. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about science and how it's not real. What about those dinosaur bones that are millions of years old? Nope, six thousand nope. years. God nope. made that shit in, in a week. Yeah, in a week he put. Oh. Okay, all right. We okay. Okay, we're done. We're done. Okay, okay. Next topic. Welcome Next topic. Back. Okay. I know you like that. How long you been back, man? I see the girls in the club, they're getting wild for me. And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me. These rap cats, man, they all got this out for me. And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me. And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean. World debut, I know they gon' fiend. Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs. Girls from brunettes down to blonde queens. These young boys don't know what a dawn mean. I'm just a bad boy, gone clean I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober Don't drink liquor and all the game's over Need a plane, all right, well, Welcome back after that, that topic we I could have gone like another 45 minutes to an hour We, we could have made the whole episode on that yeah. one topic yeah, I, 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 It's so upsetting, it's, just, it's so infuriating It's so, it's so maddening that let's let's go, Okay, yeah, okay, that, yeah, 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 yeah. What, hey, the hey, next topic? Hey, maybe in a month or two we'll go back to it And see how things are going yeah, we'll, we'll uh, revisit. Why not? Yeah, because at least at least there's people talking about it right now, and that's at least something, I guess. Yeah, it's better than it's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, better than nothing. All right, so the next thing we want to talk about, uh, we got going on very current, and you dropped the knowledge to me because I was so busy today, I didn't know this. Uh, NBA playoffs, man, and, and how the um, the MVP trophy was given to the Joker, Yoka. Jokic, yes. and Nikol- then Nikolai, Nikolai, Nikola Jokic, and then yeah. the rug was pulled out from under him, prank style, and they got swept out of these playoffs. They got swept. the The Suns came in there. They, I mean, beat the pants off them. Like I, I don't know the scores of each of each game, but I don't really believe that the Nuggets were really in any of the games. It wasn't like one of these, like you know, two three point wins. No. They handily beat them. Then they went to Denver and handedly beat them twice. And it's, hey, I know you don't like Chris Paul. I know you don't like him. Yeah, I don't like him. But it seems like the uh, the coach. I love Monty Williams, though. And the team, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, and, and the team uh, has really, I don't know, they've matured. I don't know. But they yeah. like the team, is, they look good is what yeah. I'm saying. And they are they're healthy, right? They're healthy. No one's hurt right now. Yeah, you're no right. No one's hurt, and that's a huge uh, thing yeah. that you need. Because Kyrie, 
went down today. I heard about that. And now that series is 2-2 as well. And everybody uh, had put um, – Wrote off. Wrote they off had the put bucks. the Bucks five feet underground. They did. They did. And they were – the hole was dug, and they were going to push Giannis in the back. It was like Kill Bill, where there's um, where the the dirt is falling on the face from the camera. Yeah, she's like she's... The, the one the one inch punch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, Chris Middleton was doing the one inch yeah. punch. Yeah. Like... he was doing that, and they they were digging Giannis's hole, and then yeah, because uh, I mean, Harden is still hollow. he's still out. Harden got so the hamstring. Now it's just the guy who had the blown out knee and Achilles. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who looks, like he, a, who looks like a god, by the way, right now? He, he's uh, far remove, removed from that. But today, yeah. so, you know, the, the first game that the Bucks won, it was a close game. 86, like 86 83, like, yeah. like we were in 1977. Like in, yeah, like it was way back when, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but this game, they, 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 I mean, they were pretty much up by like, you know, 10, 15, 12 points, like the whole game and handled business. Um, but Kyrie's ankle... You remember my softball ankle injury? Yeah. I had, on, I had to be on crutches and for a, a, wheelchair, while. a wheelchair for Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. which was which was kind of nice, you know. <laughs> but um uh yeah, the uh uh it looked bad. He didn't do the Paul Pierce uh, wheelchair, did he? No, but he was down on the floor for a while. I, I didn't see the actual play. Mm-hmm. I saw the I saw the replay and how they like they they like stopped it on his, you know, Ooh. when he was it was like touch, ankle touch the ground, ankle, ankle touch the ground. ground. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But it, uh, negative X-rays, which means it's just a high grade ankle sprain. And your boy LeBron had that too, and was, you know, LeBron's his... did not look nearly as nearly. Ooh, as close that's as, even as worse than this one looks. Elliot, this one was looks. You had to look away, kind of thing. It was that bad looking. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, like you would have thought his foot would have been like dangling there. Hey, Wait, he's, one, like he's young, he's young. And then, but still, that's still like a couple weeks. I mean, that's still a couple weeks. Uh, yeah. And then still, probably not as explosive. No, and they are playing Giannis in the Bucks. Like, I mean, this is there. It, 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 yeah, I don't. And now know. there's and, and now there's hope for Giannis and the yeah. Bucks. Like, because they, they've tied it up now. Yeah. I don't know when Harden's due back, but. It'll be an uphill battle for the for the Nets, I think. Now that's crazy how fast things can change. Yeah, and yeah. PJ Tucker kind of held Kevin Durant to like, he was like Kevin Durant was like nine for twenty five. Because now he has to do all the shooting. And they know he's that's the only option now. Oh, and people aren't talking about Joe Harris anymore uh, being um, the next Clay Thompson. Give me a break. Oh please, who Joe? Who? Yeah. No. The, um, but I did want to talk about this. So the Suns are going to be off for like a week and a half because. You know, now the Clippers have come back from 2-0. Now it's 2-1, I think, or 2-1. Two, wait. I think they yeah, play the it, next game tomorrow. You're right. Yeah, 2-1. But we know and, the Clippers right now are game seven people. So, like, the Suns hey, literally have nine days off right now. They'll have some time off. But I think and, – and, you know, and, and Donovan Mitchell um, kind of got hobbled uh, at the end of the last game as well. So, if that's true and he's not up to snuff, this could be a long series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so I, at this point, like, I don't know who's coming out of the West, but it definitely looks like it could be the Suns. Wouldn't that be crazy? Crazy. That'd be crazy, especially with Utah being so good and deep. And All then season. the Clippers having Pandemic P and Boring-ass Pandemic, Kawhi. Pandemic wow. P. Wow. Wow. 
now. So, and then we don't even need to talk about Philly and the Hawks, right? We just it's, no, no, no they, whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, okay. I have to say, I was so wrong. Our last podcast, we I think we said who is Western Conference Finals. Do you remember my picks? Elliot. You had the Blazers. You had the Blazers there, and the Lakers. I, I, oh, I okay. sort of missed it. I sort of, yeah. Missed I don't know. That. I don't remember who. I don't remember what mine were. But I did. I say the, did I say the Jazz? You may did have. I jazz, did I say the Jazz? I don't remember who I picked. But did you picked uh, Den- You did maybe Denver. Oh, I might. I, don't pick, I might pick Denver. I might pick Denver. That was. I was way off. I'm pretty sure we didn't pick the Suns. No one picked the Suns. I don't know. So I don't know. I think, All I, I know is I was as uh, notorious B.I.G. Mm. Dead wrong. Bad boy, baby. Yeah. 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 Good, it's good. I like that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually listened to "Give Me the Give Me the Loot" the other day in the car. So good with your with your girls in the car, right? Of course, yeah. They gotta, you know. <laughs> they gotta know. Oh my god! No, I would. I no, I did not, Elliot. Okay, yeah. I, no. For the for the record, everyone, I I did I I did not. Yeah. Did not. Would we'll not. just have to listen to it together. Could not. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> what? Could not. Um, all right, so let let's wrap up about the NBA. I'm like. Yeah, but hey, well, I'll say this. It's been a fantastic, fantastic playoff season thus far. I think both both East and West have had really good series series so far. And isn't it good that um, that the teams are kind of – there's a churning of teams now. It's kind of yeah. some new – We don't know who's going to be in there. Yeah, and then, like, you look at um, you look at some of these guys, like, I would, I would assume the Blazers make some big moves – because this gone, is so yeah. coach is gone there's so many years of like i mean they they are like top three payroll knocking and, on the door I mean, yeah. so there'd be a big change there you know the lakers will probably change a bunch of stuff because he's not waiting around um and then like the warriors i mean losing to the grizzlies to not even make the thing like i mean i well, think there's some major teams and major players here that are like hey i'm looking at this clock we got to do I, something I mean, I just hope that I just hope that the Warriors can be healthy. I hope Clay can come back oh, healthy. It's been two seasons without that's, Clay. That's insane. Isn't that weird? That's that's, that's weird. so weird. That's so weird. Even, and like, how long would those have seasons felt if they were like real, full on eighty two games, right. non bubble seasons? It'd feel like an right. eternity. I think. I think now we're kind of like, it's been two years because it's, it's been, been so weird. It's it's been weird, and I, I I hope that he gets back because I still I believe, obviously the way that Steph played. Yeah, you get a clay there, uh, where you know their window is back open. And then even Draymond, you get Draymond to do what he does at the top after a double team, and he mm-hmm. has um, he has Clay to throw to instead of what um, Michael Mulder, like, Michael Mulder or uh, uh, Damian or, Lee, what, or what's his name, um, Wiggins, Wiggins. But he's but, but Wiggins will still be there. That's what I'm saying. Wiggins, yeah, and that's, it's that's not a takeaway. Like, yeah, it's, it's just a, like it's like okay, Wiggins. It won't. There won't be as much pressure on you anymore, Wiggins. Maybe you can come off the bench and give that give a real boost. And then Wiseman, he got who got injured. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. He he could be something. Yeah. Like like they haven't had a, like a really legit legit big man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I, so I'm I'm looking forward to the the Warriors next season. Yeah. And then uh, June 22nd, everybody mark your calendars in uh, nine days. The draft lottery could come up very roses for the Warriors. They could have pick six and 14. Ooh. At, I think at the, yeah. So, so I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I don't know who's coming out in, from college basketball. Apparently but. there's like five really great, like number one worthy picks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'll, I didn't, we'll, I didn't we'll, watch a minute of college basketball this season. No, it's no, it's it's not, it's not. It's I mean, I usually do. I usually watch well, some. It, it's funny because two or maybe even three of those top five went to play for the G League Ignite team in oh. uh, what is that like Walnut Creek or something like that, coached by Brian Shaw. B Shaw, and so it's like a foregoing of collegiate uh, like and that. just playing in uh, NBA G League system. Yeah, so. I like that. That's good. So classic, I dominate this podcast because we were supposed to talk about uh, NBA playoffs and I steered it to the Warriors and their uh, draft yeah, lottery. We, we, touched on the, we touched on the playoffs. And I, like I said, I, for me right now, the Warriors, if the Warriors are, are more relevant, that makes me happy. Yeah, good. Because I, I feel like I need to see Steph. Steph's the guy. He's the guy. Period. Period. Bronny was was playing a, a game um, for his whatever school, and um, LeBron and Drake went into the gym to sit and watch the game. I did not see that. I did not see that. Elliot, how insane would that be if you were playing in that game, and in walks LeBron and Drake to sit courtside to watch. I mean, we don't have to I talk mean, about it very much, but I was just like, "Oh my lord!" As uh, you know, as a, I mean, as a high school player, you'd have to be floored, like completely. You'd have to be like, "I hope I don't," <laughs> you know, like, "Geez," <laughs> not like knocking knees at the free throw line. Like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is my one chance!" Yeah. Oh my god. And we don't have to talk about it any more than that. I just saw that. I was like, that's not fair. LeBron, don't, LeBron and Drake, don't do that. Don't do that to these kids. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't maybe yeah. maybe that's just my timid ass self. No, where other but people they, would be like, oh, this, I'm gonna show out. I mean, I would yeah, but at the same time, like maybe let somebody know, announce it or something like that. Like, hey, yeah. they're gonna be here this game. 
but then uh, you know the whole spectacle but kind of maybe prepare somebody yeah it, it was funny some of the kids literally were like probably five four five six like, looking like a kid and like like they're side like, they're eye like out they're like passed out and they, they, they walked by they just fainted they just fainted seriously um all right so the, this next thing that i do want to talk about i appreciate you uh being you know talking about this with me i stumbled upon this um this record and this one track off this record and it's called the catalog of unabashed gratitude and it's by a poet named ross gay and then uh bon Iver, justin vernon he does the music that uh to accompany and be the background for this um this poet poem i think it's a poem right it's like that's really what it is and um and it i stumbled upon it at a record shop the other day it's off of bon Iver's label um the label he's on called jag jaguar and um and it just looked very intriguing the cover is almost undecipherable of what is going on the artwork is very it, it, it's unique it's yeah. abstract uh -huh. say that. and so i think yes very nice and so i think i picked it up and i was just doing some um emails or doing some work on the computer and i had it on in the background and um i'm gonna play it here in just a second but it just starts off so like i mean he might even it just it like captured me and so i like moved my chair and sat down right in front of the speakers and i listened to it um and like you listen to it too uh, more intently and tell me what I you listened, think i listened to it twice today and I, it was the second time around where i like you know like cut everything and it's you know a lot of things that i that i that i read that i've been reading lately and podcasts that i listen to it uh, a lot has to do with the gratitude right because um, you know, in my current state of, of being right now, it's all about being uh, thankful for the things that I do have. Even the little things that I realize that I just take for granted, right? Like this is the way it should be, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and, um, and so he just really breaks down like a lot of small, so like the, what's the title of it? It's, it's called... Um, Catalog of Unabashed Gratitude. Catalog so just, of... Yeah. You know, like, and so he's got so many subtle, uh, just like little things that he has found, um, you know, you know, to be grateful for, that he gets to witness, see, do, and um, it's just kind of, it's kind of a uh, profound, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. um, it kind of really made me. Uh, you know, really made me think that, like, you know, I try to practice it, and it's uh, and it's not it's not super present of mine all the time, but it definitely should be. Yeah, it definitely should be, and I need to. I, I will. I will make more of an effort to be uh, just more grateful for anything. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It, it was. It was the way he laid everything out. It was so. Um, he took the mundane, he took, the, like you said, he took the the for granted, he took um, little memories uh, and he, he, he literally like, seemed to put it in a catalog um, and just be able to thank everything. Like, yeah. and it, it, it wasn't like he was thanking and it was, it, it really made me think like, who is he thanking? And I think it's just like, thank you. Like in, 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 into the, into yeah. the world is speaking into yeah. the world. Thank you. Just for whatever yeah. reason this happened, just thank you. Thank you, just thank you. Like, thank you that 
I was able to see it, hear it, witness it, right? Because, you, you know, we take all that for granted, mm-hmm. you know, vision, hearing, you know, like, oh, my God, can you, you know, like, like today, today, I was at my brother's house today, and uh, there's a car that was parked outside that literally, like, every, like, 20, 25 minutes or so, the car alarm would go off. Like, there's something wrong with it, or someone just was fumbling around with the keys or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And um, it was just, like, annoying, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> but we could hear it. Yeah. Right? Just something, just so, yeah. So, hey... Hearing works great. Mm-hmm. Some people's some people's hearing does not. Yeah. Right. And so, like, yeah. thankful for that. Thankful that we know that hey, our hearing's working. That person's car alarm is working. You know, yeah. just like you said. Thank you thank, out yeah, there thank you. to the universe. Yeah. So it, it's it was pretty profound. And yeah, the music I, behind it is nice. Yeah. No, that was who. And I and I just just to be very real, like this put the poem i've listened to it probably like six or seven times mm. um and it's it's totally uh has moved me beyond anything that has moved me in a positive way um in so long like especially wow. with all the um you know how emotional last year and this year has been um and then just seeing so so much terrible things uh, that have always been going on, but to see them and to read about them and to hear people talk about them and then to hear this, it was just such, um, such a difference, you know, in, yeah. in, in like in everyday life, I think we're probably attracted to um, bad things and negative things because, you know, it's kind of like another thing to worry about another thing that kind of is, is sexy in a way and it like draws you to it. And then when I just kind of stumbled upon and heard this, it was just so uh, moving and I uh, cried so much, just like listening to him just go through all these things and just be thankful um, yeah. and draw lines with like dreams and family members' deaths, um, things growing in, in that he grew and then was able to enjoy with him and his loved ones. Um, just like all of it. It was just, it was so cool. And I'm not a poetry person at all at all yeah. at all at yeah. all yeah um i'm yeah. not a um and so and i'm not a um i'm not a believer i'm an atheist and wow. so for for something to be poetry and um like almost like a prayer in a way and thanking what whoever that is i i, I was so like uh I, it was so cool it was so fucking cool just the yeah. whole and one more and the thing that stood out is that he it wasn't like censored or it wasn't like um you know he didn't hold anything back like it was so unexpected yeah. from from point to point so it was just that uh, was yeah yeah i i elliot it was, it was, like i said it was pretty profound for me too it's like you know so simple right like the stuff that he you know and it's it's kind of interesting it's, it's kind of thing how how you how he how he laid it out and it's and it's long it's longer than you would think yeah you know like i mean like 15 minutes isn't a long time but um it's, it's a long time for to sit there and listen to something for for like one track right yeah and uh man i definitely definitely was uh, taken aback good good so. yeah all right so we're gonna play play that for you now um thank you ross gay thank you bony bear for putting that together thank you jack jaguar for putting it on a record 
Um, but yeah, and take it for what you will, people. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Friends, will you bear with me today? For I have awakened from a dream in which a robin made with its shabby wings a kind of veil behind which it shimmied and stomped something from the south of Spain, its breast aflare, looking me dead in the eye from the branch that grew into my window, coochie-cooing my chin, the bird shuffling its little talons left, then right, while the leaves bristled against the plaster wall, two of them drifting onto my blanket while the bird opened and closed its wings like a matador giving up on murder, jutting its beak, turning a circle and flashing again the ruddy bombast of its breast, by which I knew upon waking it was telling me in no uncertain terms to bellow forth the tubas and sousaphones, the whole rusty brass band of gratitude not quite dormant in my belly. It said so in a human voice, bellow forth. And who among us could ignore such odd and precise counsel? Hear ye, hear ye, I am here to holler that I have hauled tons, by which I don't mean lots, I mean tons, of cow shit, and stood ankle deep in swales of maggots swirling the spent beer grains the brewery man was good enough to dump off holding his nose, for they smell very bad, but make the compost writhe giddy and lick its lips, twirling dung with my pitchfork again and again with hundreds and hundreds of other people, we dreamt an orchard this way, furrowing our brows and hauling our wheelbarrows and sweating through our shirts. And less than a year later, there was a party at which trees were sunk into the well-fed earth, one of which, a liberty apple, after being watered in, was tamped by a baby barefoot with a bow hanging in her hair, biting her lip in her joyous work. And friends, this is the realest place I know. It makes me squirm like a worm. I am so grateful. You could ride your bike there or roller skate or catch the bus. There is a fence and a gate twisted by hand. There is a fig tree taller than you in Indiana. It will make you gasp. It might make you want to stay alive even. Thank you. And thank you for not taking my pal when the engine of his mind dragged him to swig fistfuls of Xanax and a bottle or two of booze. And thank you for taking my father a few years after his own father went down. Thank you, Mercy. Mercy, thank you for not smoking meth with your mother. Oh, thank you. Thank you for leaving and for coming back. And thank you for what inside my friend's love bursts like a throng of roadside goldenrod gleaming into the world, likely hauling a shovel with her like one named Aralee Ott, with hands big as a horse's, and who, like one named Aralee Ott, will laugh time to time till the juice runs from her nose. Oh, thank you for the way a small thing's whale makes the milk or what once was milk in us gather into horses hucklebuckling across a field. And thank you, friends, when last spring the hyacinth bells rang and the crocuses flaunted their upturned skirts, and a quiet roved the beehive, which, when I entered, were snugged two or three dead fist-sized clutches of bees between the frames. 
almost clinging to one another. This one's tiny head pushed into another's tiny wing, one's forelegs resting on another's face, the translucent paper of their wings fluttering beneath my breath, and when a few dropped to the frames beneath, honey. And after falling down to cry, everything's glacial shine. And thank you, too. And thanks for the corduroy couch I have put you on. Put your feet up. Here's a light blanket, a pillow, dear one, for I think this is going to be long. I can't stop my gratitude, which includes, dear reader, you, for staying here with me, for moving your lips just so as I speak. Here is a cup of tea. I have spooned honey into it. And thank you, the tiny bee's shadow perusing these words as I write them. And the way my love talks quietly when in the hive. So quietly, in fact, you cannot hear her, but only notice barely her lips moving in conversation. Thank you what does not scare her in me, but makes her reach my way. Thank you the love she is, which hurts sometimes. In the time she misremembered elephants in one of my poems, which, oh, here they come, garlanded with morning glory and wisteria blooms, trombones all the way down to the river. Thank you the quiet in which the river bends around the elephant's solemn trunk, polishing stones, floating on its gentle back, the flock of geese flying overhead. And to the quick and gentle flocking of men to the old lady falling down on the corner of Fairmount and 18th, holding patiently with the softest parts of their hands her cane and purple hat, gathering for her the contents of her purse and touching her shoulder and elbow. Thank you, the cockeyed court on which in a half-court three-on-three we old heads made of some runny nose kids a shambles. And the 61-year-old, after flipping a reverse layup off a backdoor cut from my no-look pass to seal the game, ripped off his shirt and threw punches at the gods and hollered at the kids to admire the pacemaker's scar grinning across his chest. Thank you, the glad accordion's wheeze in the chest. Thank you, the bagpipes. Thank you to the woman barefoot in a gaudy dress for stopping her car in the middle of the road and the tractor trailer behind her and the van behind it, whisking a turtle off the road. Thank you, God of Gaudy. Thank you, Paisley Panties. Thank you, the organ up my dress. Thank you, the sheer dress you wore kneeling in my dream at the creek's edge and the light swimming through it the coy kissing halos into the glassy air, the room in my mind with the blinds drawn where we nearly injure each other, crawling into the shawl of the other's body. Thank you for saying it plain. We fuck each other dumb. And you, again you, for the true kindness it has been for you to remain awake with me like this, nodding time to time and making that noise which I take to mean yes or I understand or please go on but not too long or why are you spitting so much or easy tiger hands to yourself I 
and excitable. I'm sorry. I'm grateful. I just want us to be friends now, forever. Take this bowl of blackberries from the garden. The sun has made them warm. I picked them just for you. I promise I will stay on my side of the couch. And thank you, the baggie of dreadlocks I found in a drawer while washing and folding the clothes of our murdered friend. The photo in which his arms slung around the sign to the trail of silences. Thank you, the way before he died, he held his hands open to us for coming back in a waft of incense or in the shape of a boy in another city looking from between his mother's legs or disappearing into the stacks after brushing by. For moseying back in dreams where, seeing us lost and scared, he put his hand on our shoulders and pointed us to the temple across town. And thank you to the man all night long hosing a mist on his early bloomed peach tree so that the hard frost not waste the crop. The ice in his beard and the ghosts lifting from him when the warming sun told him, sleep now. Thank you, the ancestor who loved you before she knew you by smuggling seeds into her braid for the long journey, who loved you before he knew you by putting a walnut tree in the ground, who loved you before she knew you by not slaughtering the land. Thank you who did not bulldoze the ancient grove of dates and olives, who sailed his keys into the ocean and walked softly home, who did not fire, who did not plunge the head into the toilet, who said, stop, don't do that, who lifted some broken someone up who volunteered the way a plant birthed of the reseeding plant is called a volunteer, like the plum tree that marched beside the raised bed in my garden, like the arugula that marched itself between the blueberries, nary a bayonet, nary an army, nary a nation, which usage of the word volunteer, familiar to gardeners the wide world, made my pal shout, oh, and dance and plunge his knuckles into the lush soil before gobbling two strawberries and digging a song from his guitar made of wood from a tree someone may be planted. Thank you. Thank you, Zinnia and Gooseberry, Rebecca and Pawpaw, Ashmead's Colonel, Coxcomb and Scarlet Runner, Feverfew and Lemon Balm. Thank you, Knitbone and Sweetgrass and Sunchoke and False Indigo, whose petals stammered apart by bumblebees. Good Lord, please give me a minute. And Moonglow and Catkin and Crookneck and Painted Tongue and Seed Pod and Johnny Jump Up. Thank you, what in us rackets glad, what glad rackets us. And thank you to this knuckle-headed heart, this pelican heart, this gap-toothed heart flinging open its gaudy maw to the sky, oh clumsy, oh bumblefucked, oh giddy, oh dumbstruck, oh rickshaw, oh goat twisting its head at me from my peach tree's highest branch, balanced impossibly, gobbling the last fruit, its tongue working like an engine, a lone sweet drop tumbling by some miracle into my mouth like the smell of someone I've loved. Heart like an elephant screaming at the bones of its dead. 
heart like the lady on the bus, dressed head to toe in gold, the sun shivering her shiny boots, singing Erica Badu to herself, leaning her head against the window. And thank you to the way my father one time came back in a dream by plucking the two cables beneath my chin like a bass fiddle strings and played me until I woke singing. No kidding, I was singing and smiling. Thank you. Thank you, stumbling into the garden where the Juneberry's flowers had burst open like the bells of French horns. The lily my mother and I planted oozed into the air. The bazillion ants labored in their earthen workshops below. The collard greens waved in the wind like the sails of ships, and the wasps swam in the mint bloom's viscous swill. And you, again you, for hanging tight, Dear friend, I know I can be long-winded sometimes. I want so badly to rub the sponge of gratitude over every last thing, including you, which, yes, it's awkward. The suds in your ear and armpit, the little sparkling gems slipping into your eye. Soon it will be over which is precisely what the child in my dream said, holding my hand, pointing at the roiling sea and the sky, hurtling our way like so many buffalo, who said, it's much worse than we think, and sooner. To whom I said, no duh, child in my dreams. What do you think this singing and shuddering is? What this screaming and reaching and dancing and crying is other than loving what every second goes away. Goodbye, I mean to say. And thank you. Every day. All right. right. So, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, it, it meant a lot. Um, all right. So last thing, this, this album, this uh, podcast will be coming out the 14th and it will be, what, what should we name june june 15th here because there it'll be the whatever eve that you're hearing this podcast um the eve of the what rebirth i don't know um what, what, is, what number what number what number podcast is it is it like 22 or 23 uh, yeah this would, this would be 2022 dude the deuce deuce the deuce deuce um what I'm what I'm saying is, what are we calling the fifteenth? Um, oh, oh, the fifteenth. We should. I mean, what? Uh, use the uh, the Mace version of the Welcome Back Cotter song. <laughs> um, yes. I, I don't know, Ellie. Like, what are they? What are they calling? They're calling it like the reopening, right? I, no, I, I mean, just. I, I've got I, some. I've got some. Like, I. I awesome. I'm so happy. That, that we're reopening. I think mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's great. The negative part about it is the, uh, the idea that um, it's all on the honor system. <laughs> yeah. You know, like go to the bar, go to the restaurant, go up to 5,000 people indoors or 10,000 people outdoors, go to the concert, go to the nightclub, whatever. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm vaccinated. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, how do you? How, I, I, 
no one's gonna be like you have to carry around your vaccination card like boom bam that's me yeah. and like they, you know they, they check your id and all that stuff like so i mean i get it like you know those that are vaccinated should feel comfortable i guess uh-huh. yeah and maybe and here's my hope Elliot. i it, here's not my, not my hope but you know and a part of me believes that this is what ideally what would happen in this scenario where it's like it's on the honor system you don't have to wear a mask right Although, like, some stores are going to still, like, you know, make you wear the mask and all that stuff. But, like, there's going to be people out there that never believed in it, didn't get vaccinated, are like, I hate the mask and the whole thing. These are the people, ideally, that will get it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that simple, um, like the schadenfreude of it all to, like, hope that hope ill upon your enemies. I, I'm worried that like there's going to be some almost like in a sense like terrorism of these places that have complied the whole time and then maybe they have uh, the mask mandate yeah and then now because it's the fifth the reckoning or whatever we're going to call it the 15th yeah. is like uh, yeah. are people going to bomb like bombard these places without masks and be like no yeah. like the cdc says no mass anymore like you know and then they're gonna write yelp reviews and say this for they still kicked us out i still made like yeah like our people and like, just... and like yeah like then the poor like you know you know uh person that works at the target right their target's policy is you have to wear a mask right like we know we probably know that's what that's the, what is going to happen and the jackass is going to go in there and make a big stink and have to get removed from Target and the whole make a whole whole scene, you know, and it's just gonna be stupid. Like why, you know, it's like it's the same idea. You can't come in here without your shirt on, dummy. <laughs> you know, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. shoes, no shirt, no service, guy. Get out of here, right? Yeah. Like it's that same exact idea because you're the same jackass that if you were in Target and you contracted the virus and you were able to skip trace it back to Target. You're gonna sue Target. You're the same guy. That's why we have it. That's why we have to keep it. Yeah, same guy. You know? Literally, same guy coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right, Elliot. I mean, I, I see that definitely happening. Probably more than uh, we want to. Like I can just see on like Yahoo News. That's where I. I don't know. I I I. I, I that's probably not where I should get most of my news from. But that's the the headlines that I read. Mostly because I'm on my I'm on my computer, yeah. yeah. And uh, I go to Yahoo News, and I'll probably see a customer at the Walmart had to be tasered or subdued or whatever, yeah. Because he refused to wear a mask because uh, you know the reopening, but he doesn't realize that this is a this is a company that you don't own, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, right. I'm I'm wondering if it's gonna be. Um, and then it's, is it all this, this date, is it like an arbitrary date in California because Gavin Newsom is having the recall vote in a few months, couple months. And then, so did he do this or is it just because the CDC is like, Hey, if you have the vaccine, these are, these, the, this is the statistics. These are the, this is the research. The people with the vaccine are not getting the, uh, virus, even when they're inside and amongst other people who aren't vaccinated, I'm 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 well, I'm foolishly hoping that that's the case. I, I hope that's the case as well. Like they've done the research behind it. Like okay, if, if there's if you're vaccinated, 
then A, your guard can come can come all the way down, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if other states like. Do we know if other states are reopening or what? What's oh, that I, I mean, I think I think Florida has been open for a while. I don't um, think Florida ever, Florida ever closed, did they? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Bunch of Yahoo's, Texas, and all like you know some <laughs> of the other states. I I think it's all still kind of in the open. It is definitely. I mean, based on our you know those wonderful white founding fathers of ours, they said that states get to have their own rights. Right, um, right. I do think that had to do something with the union and the. Um, civil war and things like that as well. So it, it kind of goes yeah. back to this whole critical race thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah, anyway, like, like, anyway, yeah. Anyway, oh, states' rights. Southern, the, the southern states, Elliot. Like it's, uh, you know, yeah, okay, yeah. Have your <laughs> own, have your own uh, you know, your own laws that yeah. we can't that we can't govern over. Oh man. Um, yeah. So the New York Times. I'm looking at this right now. They're not going to let me. Um, they'll make me pay. But um, oh. let's see. Oh, open. Lots of blue in those flyover states that are open, just as okay. open. Um, okay. But then it looks like um, Oregon is uh, criteria, but no set date. Um, in July, we are, our says in this month, in July is a few other ones. Um, yeah, Hawaii is still no criteria or date set. Michigan is, mm. is yeah, so there's a, there's a couple states. Looks like a lot of states are already open though. But at the same time, I wouldn't doubt that part of ours is the the recall, like how the hot water that Gavin Newsom is in. Is the French laundry? I, I <laughs> yes, the, the the nice dinner of the birthday mm-hmm. celebration. I think I think that's part of it. But I, I, I you gotta believe that I think that they've done the research and, and can tell, okay, with how many vaccinations we've recorded because we're all on record right like that we got vaccinated and um you know by the way i didn't i didn't win the 50 grand or whatever or no one no one, <laughs> no one, no I, one I, called I me i haven't got my email yet either <laughs> yeah no one called me or told me about it but um uh the uh you know with the amount of the amount of num- the, ma- the number of people that have been vaccinated i would i would believe that they probably go okay well there's enough people that have been vaccinated that if we were to open up it's not going to spread like wildfire like it did previously. I hope. Yeah. I hope. I hope so too. Right. I hope and so too. I mean, because then it'd be a huge, just a huge setback. Oh and my god! So, it, like, let's say like June fifteenth, it opens up, and then by like what June, July, by mid July, like after July fourth, and they have all the July fourth, all you know, all the July fourth parties and all that stuff. Oh, I imagine it, those will go it, be it, quite. It like, yes. What if it if it skyrockets? Then it is okay. Look, we don't know what to do. I don't know. I mean, what, I mean, what do you think? Like, what would happen? Like, we don't know what to do. So uh, you're at your own risk. Stay yeah. open. Stay open restaurants, stores, if you want. Um, I don't know. I don't know. On a more uh, positive note, what is there anything that you have wanted to do? that this uh this imaginary um de- line of demarcation of safe and not safe or not safe to safe uh, tomorrow on no. tomorrow you're going to want to do that you feel better about uh, to be honest to be completely honest like i think um uh not feeling <laughs> not, not feeling like i must wear the mask you know uh-huh it's probably the main thing like i don't think i, I 
honestly, I haven't. My my life hasn't been super hindered in a way. Yeah. I mean, I think with my real estate, I feel like I'll have less paperwork. Okay, that'd be sign, nice. But before I have to like go show properties and stuff like that, like you know, have to, we have to have to sign a form, you know, a coronavirus form before for like anybody that's going to walking through the house, right? So, I mean, I think that'll be less, but overall, you know, I mean, I'll still wear the mask for, you know, Trader Joe's or where, when I have to go to the, to the, you know, to the grocery store or, yeah, yeah. Costco or whatever, but. Because it's just not that big of a deal. It really isn't, you yeah. know? And, and so, yeah, I mean, overall, my life hasn't really been that affected yeah. by these the, the the regulations that were out there you know what I yeah mean? so i'm not yeah. you know there's nothing really special for me like i haven't gone to the movies yet but um i mean i've been to the movies we did a couple of uh the private showings um just to we did the cruise too with uh, the kids and the cousins and the family and everything like that you know it was like oh the, oh the cruise okay 150 dollars to rent the whole theater to yourself oh really and so oh, like really? 15 of us went you could do up to 20 and it's like all family members, so we all hang out anyhow. So yeah. that was really fun. Like it that's was nice. yeah, only, hundred, bit, only only hundred fifty bucks, right? Dang, that's that's pretty good. I mean, fifth. I mean, what did we had? I think we had fifteen, fifteen times eight or ten. That's, that's yeah, that's the same yeah. amount. So yeah. uh, so that was fun. I don't think I would I would I I would appreciate the movies to be open again. I do like that they say the fifteenth because of the CDC guidelines. We are safer. It's a better choice. I think I'll still have my mask on for the most part um, and then just kind of wait and see. But I'm not looking yeah. to go to bars again. No. You see, not really. you sit inside at restaurants? No, no. Not really. Not really. I don't have to. You know, I, a lift, a lift that I get picked up from, I'm still wearing that mask. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would agree. I, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't think the masking is going away. And, for certain things. So for example, like we, there was a mask mandate like at soccer, right? Like soccer games, we had to wear the mask. We're outside, outside at yeah. the park. So I'll be happy that I won't have to wear the mask for that kind of stuff. You yeah, know? because that's, like, that, that's a little bit like, okay. That's beyond is... the pale. We're outside. <laughs> okay, you know, like, but I mean, at the same time, at the same time, Elliot, I get it. If the establishment that I'm going to, like the girls have swimming class at the YMCA, if the YMCA's rule is you have to wear a mask when you're on the YMCA premises, whether for whatever reason, you know, if you're here for swim class and it's outdoors, if you're here working out, whatever, if it's, if it's, if that is what it is, then that's what it is. You know I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, well, what if to wear the mask? You know, cause I feel like that is just so dumb to me. Like yeah. people that would do that, I don't, I, I really don't understand. Well, and I also look at this, like, so look at the places that we go to shop or to, um, yeah, to, to consume. Like these, these places aren't, these places are 100% optional. I don't have a right to go to you any know, of these damn places. So and it's then like, break their rules, right? Yeah, and then and break like, their rules. Yeah. And if it's like this, this part-time employee or full-time employee, I don't want to, you know. Either if, way. If they still have to wear a mask, it's a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a human issue. Like we're just gonna work together throughout for this. Yeah. I'm not gonna grandstand to be like, listen, I'm buying 12 cans of baked beans and I need to have my mask off. Thank Elliot, you very can you, much. Can you imagine going to the restaurant and the, you know, 
18-year-old hostess girl is at the hostess stand. And you have to please wait to be seated. Oh, sir, you know, we have a mask policy here. I clearly don't make the rules. I have nothing to do with the rules. I work here. <laughs> you know, whatever, right? Yeah. I'm concerned about those jackasses that mm-hmm. are going to have a problem and, like, yell at her. She's crying. The manager has to come out. And there's a big scene because you wanted to come to dinner at this place that has a mask mandate. You know, fucking go somewhere else. Because Sizzler, your Sizzler coop. <laughs> get yeah, it to go. The, the, the Red Lobster. Uh, yes. The cheese, the cheese oh, the cheddar, cheddar Bay biscuits, boy. Ooh, doggy. Okay, maybe I'm okay. going maskless to Cheddar Bay tomorrow. <laughs> so, I've never been to a Red Lobster, you know? Yeah, it's okay. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not. A, I'm not a seafood guy. Oh, okay, so to put it more in your terms, <laughs> you put it more in your terms. A blooming onion. A blooming onion. <laughs> I've been. To, I've been to the Black Angus once. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. That is my. That's my concern with it all opening. I'll be glad that it's open. I'm glad that you know restaurants will be able to be open. You know, and you know there will be back in business. Hopefully, like. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. And, uh, but I, I, I can, I bet you like, they're not looking forward to these, these types of, uh, uh, clientele either. Yeah. Probably not. You know, like, like, Hey, you know, they have the, they have the meeting before the big opening, right? Hey everyone. Okay. Look, we're still going to have a mask mandate. If, you know, if you're, if you're indoors, you know, they can take their, take them off when they get seated at their table, but if they're going to be like up and walking around the restaurant, you know, we ask them to put their mask and we'll have signs out hostesses you know please ask them to put their mask on and blah blah blah, blah. um i'm just i i just, I just know that they're going to be like god i just w- wait for you know this asshole to come through and be yeah. like i'm i'm here to pay good money yeah. have a nice dinner and i don't want to wear a mask bye go yeah. somewhere else go somewhere else you know Go somewhere where he, he he puts his face Facebook live and he's saying this person yeah is trampling my freedoms yeah oh my god Elliot like oh my god so it it's just like critical race is a mixed emotion thing for yeah. certain swaths of our uh, <laughs> of our society oh, let's man. just say. Uh, <clears throat> It's disturbing. Yeah. Um, so. All right. So let's let's close it up there. Um, yeah. That on that on that not worried note, but like you know, we're mixed about the the fifteenth. So everybody be safe tomorrow, no matter yeah. what you do, where you go. It's like it's like, yay, you know, not pure jubilation, but it's like yay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, flag is half mass. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Folding Towels podcast, episode 22. Thank you so much for coming and listening to us again, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Hope you learned a couple things. Uh, and as always, oh, my, my brother Mark said he almost called in the number and left a message. Almost. Oh, really? Oh, really? We're getting closer. Come we're on. getting closer to Come an on. almost feedback. We're, we're going viral. Hit us on the, uh, the Instagram. Yeah. We're, yeah. On the, we're on the gram as Folding Towels. We post and, there every, uh, every once in a while. Every once in a while, from time to time. Yeah. And uh, please, we want the we want the fan interaction. Yeah. You got to have it. Gotta yeah, we got to. Yeah, we. Do, I do appreciate talking to a couple people who do listen face to face. But throw it on a review. 
throw it on a, a whatever. Um, yeah. But just thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Every listener, we appreciate you. Just so yeah. you know, we do yeah. appreciate you. Yeah. And um, keep watching the NBA um, and, you know, stay well, Elliot. Of those, I see some big, big things coming for you right around the corner. I, I, I see him as well, Elliot. On okay. the horizon, if you will. Mm-hmm. All right. See, see you next time, everybody. Call how it is. Hendrix. I promise you, swear, swear. Yo, Two cups, toast up.